Hello, and welcome to the Betsy Boss Podcast. Welcome back. We are here, and it is time for podcasting. We came upon this topic in kind of a weird way because I was actually house hunting, which came to a close, and I don't think I'll ever try to look for a house again because of what happened during said house hunt. Because there was some haunting oh. going on in this area, and you brought up the fact that you had heard about a famous haunted house, which we'll get into. That's our topic for today. But just to go back, so I go visit this house. Oh, this is great. This is great. It's beautiful on the website, right? It is absolutely stunning. It's in Maniunk, which if you know anything about Philadelphia, or if you don't, it's sort of the city, sort of the suburbs. It's yeah, like halfway it's, in between. It's still Philadelphia, but it's kind of removed a little bit. Yeah, you still got that Philly area code, but there's more greenery. There's more grass. There's more parks. There's trails. It's really very lovely. And then you head down to Main Street, and it's just lined with restaurants. It's got a yeah. ton of things to do and places to see, and it's a, just a nice place to live. So I figured, why not look for a house down there? It seems like a nice place to look. And a nice place to live and having a dog and everything like that. It's, you know, it would be nice to have all these parks and different places to take him. But then. (laughs) But then. So I look up the place online and I've been sort of casually looking for a while and nothing really fit the bill because with the dog, you know, it would be nice to have a little green space. It'd be nice to have a fenced in area. And it would also be nice because I have a car to have a parking spot. So there's there's some heavy Heavy items here, hard to check boxes, but I figured, you know, I'm not going to really look at a place seriously until a place has all these non-negotiable things. Absolutely. And I'm in no hurry, so it's no big deal if it takes a little while. This place comes up online and it looks absolutely gorgeous, right? It's absolutely stunning. It's across from like a little elementary school. It's just beautiful. It has a huge backyard. It's on a double lot, which is unheard of. Oh, my God. Oh, stunning. And it's on this adorable little cobblestone street. There's parking, like, out the wazoo. There's, like, three parking spots worth on this, you know, property. And it's stunning. And I'm like, holy shit, maybe this is going to be my Gotta house. Gotta go snatch it up. Yeah, like, maybe this is the spot. So I grab my mom. I grab my one of my buddies, one of my best buddies, Danny, who is an electrician. If anybody needs electrical work in the Philadelphia area, hit me up. And I'll give you Danny's digits. But I grab him. I grab my mom. And we go to this place to visit. And we go through. <laughs> oh and there's some, there's some problems with the place. I mean, no, it, nothing major. It's an old old home and you know in philly yeah Yeah, it's kind of to be expected there's some old like tube um electric stuff which i'm told is really common in houses of that vintage which would be a pain in the ass there's no central air which is a bummer but like all in all it looks like the type of place where if you're willing to put in the work it'll be worth it because it's just such an incredible property the backyard's huge it's absolutely stunning So we get to the front of the house. We're like finishing up the tour. And all of a sudden my mom's face turns white. And she looks into the kind of. So there's a next door neighbor and the two homes are adjoining in one area. The two walls are adjoining. And in between the two there's an alleyway. And cutting off the alleyway from the sidewalk is a gate. Like a wrought iron gate. 
So she's staring ashen faced at the oh gate. Oh my god! And I'm like, what the hell could she be possibly looking at? Like she's oh, she doesn't like how the neighbors have decorated. She doesn't like what's going on. Like whatever. I look over. No lie, guys. Oh my god! There is what looks like now. It was a doll. It wasn't real, but there is a dead <laughs> baby looking head, oh a god. red wig, and two dead baby legs. Hard <laughs> dead baby god. legs spiked onto the gate onto the things of the gate like a sacrificial lamb it was the most fucked up shit i've ever seen so we're looking at this thing we're like that's fucked up the realtor is out here like i'm sure that's just kids playing a prank and they just left that there i'm like you know the charred doll game yeah well and i'm looking at her like okay if it's just a prank then take it down yeah right before you sell this place and obviously the broad was too scared to touch that shit because it was had the whammy put on it so we start looking a little closer because obviously we're attracted by the red wig to look down the alleyway that the gate is blocking and y'all there's garbage in there there's shit strewn about the backyard looks like a fucking satanic situation yeah god only knows it is fucked up so we start to like look into the facts a little bit more oh this is good this is good so we flash back to oh wait a minute when we were in the backyard there was eight foot tall opaque fencing lining only the strip between this property that I was looking at and this satanic neighbor. Not a great sign. No, no. Pretty fucked up. So that happened. Then we go look online and we're like, I wonder when, like, what the kind of selling history is with this place. Come to find mm-hmm. out the current owners just bought the place like a year prior. Yeah. Already trying to get out of there. And on top of that, they made no substantial improvements to the property. And they were trying to upcharge it by about $100,000. Well, and weren't like some of the, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought some of the owners before that too, like people were just staying there for a couple years and then moving out. It really seemed like the type of thing where the satanic neighbors were like driving people out. And not only that, but I start thinking to myself, oh shit. They're probably trying to intimidate them and make their selling experience miserable, too, because why would they put that crap on the door when clearly the buyers are going to be looking at that? Oh, yeah. Well, and then the craziest thing was you went back and looked at the listing, the pictures from the listing, and there it was. Oh, yeah. So I was like, of course, I never would have missed this if it was actually contained within the the photos of the listing. I go back and look. It's totally the red wig (laughs) in the fucking pictures. On the the spikes. And not just that. (laughs) I had rolled by a couple days prior before the official visit and you know had taken some pics i was like it's just stunning and gorgeous this is so beautiful i look back i had taken pictures and the red wig was in them so like jesus talk oh about having god. no perception of anything oh, thank god you brought people thank god your mom saw that thank god but yeah i mean any chance of you you can't control who you live next to but if you have control over it ahead of time and you know it's going to be acrimonious get the hell out don't sign me up no way like i'm sorry and like 
you know, these people had a baby. I'm sure they were horrified by that. Oh, my God. I'm sure the school was horrified by that. Oh, my God. That's so true. But, like, who knew? We had half a mind to go across the way because school was just starting and be like, yo, what's the deal with these kooky neighbors? Like, what is happening? Have they ever tried to kill a kid? Oh, my God. Yeah. Did they need sacrifices? Exactly. God. So, needless to say, it is just Needless to say, you didn't want to be one with our uh, topic of the day, Sarah. Winchester exactly yeah that brings us to today's topic the Winchester house and Sarah Winchester y'all this is a freaky ass story about a lady who was trying to build her way out of a haunting situation oh my god and no matter how many staircases you put in there's not enough steps to get you away from your demons so I think that's the that's the moral of the story here. That's right. That's right. So Sarah Winchester had a really difficult time, this woman. She's living in the 1800s as if shit isn't hard enough. But tuberculosis is like the disease of the moment. People are catching this shit and they're dying left and right. And Sarah's husband had the misfortune of dying of tuberculosis in 1881. And at that time, Sarah inherited more than $20.5 million in in the 1800s. And that was in 1881. And the equivalent of that today, or in 2021 at least, is like $600 million. Oh, my God. Like, we're talking like Kardashian money here. Oh, exactly. So she also got almost 50% ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. So she's she's got the right to bear arms here. And that gave her an income of roughly $1,000 a day. Oh, my God. Which is the equivalent to $28,000 a day in 2021. Oh, my God. So just crazy. But mo money, mo problems, yeah. okay? Her infant daughter also died of yeah. this illness called marasmus. Mo money, less family. Uh, mo yes. money, mo rasmus. <laughs> no offense. Um, no offense. <laughs> so this marasmus is this children's disease where your body just wastes away. Oh, God. And it's just ugh, absolutely wild. So this Boston medium, I guess, channels the spirit of the dead husband and says, listen, Sarah. <laughs> You should leave your home in New Haven. You should go west. And once you get there, you can't stop. You have to continuously build a home for yourself and for the spirits who have fallen victim to Winchester rifles, right? Because gun violence still was a thing back then, apparently. Even from beyond the grave. Oh, yeah. And this, this medium clearly had like a vendetta against guns and gun owners. So she's like, all right, to make up for all the people that your guns, your family company has killed, you're going to build a house to house all these dead spirits, and you're never going to be able to stop building. This is your curse. Yep. As long as you keep building. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. But the second you stop building, and she also said that the this was the reason that the husband and daughter died, too. Like, they were essentially sacrificed or whatever by the ghosts. Which, thanks a lot. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Way to, like, make her feel better. I, this is hardly like Long Island medium stuff where she's like, all right, right. If, you had a, you. if you had a father named Salvatore, he's a piece. <laughs> right, right, but right. no, no, this is like, it's your fault. This is punishment. And you better go make reparations. Yes. So Sarah leaves Connecticut. She heads to California. And she thought that the um, medium was totally right. And she urgently moved west to build this house. Yeah, so then we get to 1884. She bought this eight-room unfinished farmhouse 
in San Jose, California, and began her building there. She had 13 carpenters who labored day and night. Day um, and night. Rebuilding, remodeling, expanding. So she was doing whatever she had to to keep building. She was, you know, remodeling stuff that she had already built or remodeled before just so that somebody was always there doing something and she did it so much that it was a stairway to heaven this bad boy rose to seven stories yeah yeah so this is just crazy and what was crazy too is that she ignored all the directions of any architects and she was directing all of the additions herself she was augmenting the building in this crazy fashion where she didn't care about regulations she didn't care if shit was going somewhere and so as a result, we've got stairs going nowhere. We've got windows that are looking into other rooms. We've got stairs that have risers that are like all funky sizes. Yeah. I mean, she is doing anything to just keep building. She doesn't care if there's any purpose to the building. And I think one of the creepiest ones to me is there were a couple doors that just opened like on the second or third story. Like they just opened up outside. So you'd open the door and there you are outside on the third floor or like <laughs> ready to fall out. Yeah. Just really scary. And I think the reason that she built it so, you know, crazy was she was trying to escape the ghosts. I think she thought they were like following her or this place really though, like was crazy when it was done. So it was 160 rooms. I have a bunch of numbers on the like, yeah, give 40 us the bedrooms, stats. 13 bathrooms, like 160 rooms. And 40 bedrooms, 13 bathrooms, six kitchens, two basements, which I don't know how that really works. Like, how do you not just have one basement? But okay. Uh, Over 10,000 windows, 2,000 stairs, and 47 fireplaces. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, think about that. That is like just crammed in architecture to the point where like you're just adding walls, you're adding fixtures, you're adding all kinds of stuff for no apparent reason. And I found this other stat that approximately 2,000 gallons of paint were required to paint this house. That's a lot of lead. (laughs) That's a ton of lead. Like, my God. And Sarah apparently wasn't a big fan of the redwood that the house was predominantly made of. And because of that, she demanded that faux grain and stain get applied. Oh, God. And so all the wood in the house is pretty much covered. Wow. So it's just, it's wild. And the house has this floating foundation, which as somebody who doesn't understand architecture, I don't really 100% know what that means. But the only reason that the house is thought to have survived the 1906 earthquake. Oh, I was going to say in California. Yeah. Yeah. is because of this floating foundation. Wow. She did something right. She really did. So I don't know. I guess she saved it in some sense, but yikes. But apparently this floating foundation it allows the house to shift freely because it's not totally attached to the brick base. Oh. So it's got sort of this like ability to shimmy through the through kind the of sway with the yeah, with the vibrations or whatever. Oh yeah, it's doing a little hula. Oh yeah. So <laughs> Sarah Winchester also had debilitating arthritis. So they added all of these easy riser stairways as a replacement for the steep stairways. Oh, my God. And this actually helped her to move about the house freely since she was only able to raise each foot a few inches. There's also, this is another crazy stat, there was only one working toilet 
Oh my God. It's been said that all the other restrooms were just decoys. And Sarah supposedly put in all these decoy bathrooms to confuse the spirits. Didn't want them to see her uh, sitting there on the toilet. No. And apparently, too, since she was so freaked out that these spirits were coming after her, she would sleep in a different room of the house every single night, which you can do when you've got 48 rooms or whatever. Yeah. But think about that. Like, what kind of life is that, too? It's like you're trapped in your own hell because you got to live somewhere. Right. And you're clearly building it to try to, like, confuse these ghosts and everything. But, God, that's just got to be a crazy mental game you're trying to play, like, evading them but still living there full time. Oh, it is really scary. Also, did you mention the three elevators in this house? No. Oh, my God. That's pretty extravagant for that time. Well, and she had more money than God. Oh, my God. My gosh. And one of the elevators was actually powered by a rare horizontal hydraulic system, which is really impressive because most elevator pistons are vertical to save space. But Winchester actually preferred the improved functionality of the horizontal configuration. So she's got this like crazy, not only is it an elevator, it's not like a little weird dumbwaiter thing. This thing is like top of the line elevator. Well, yeah. Who even cares about the steps there for her arthritis? She's got her whole little elevator. Oh, 100%. So yeah. And she also just, she put in a ton of different adornments, it sounds like. And there were stained glass windows, like just it's, it's all got kinds the of whole like things. very Victorian look. Like it is pretty from the outside, and looking at it from the outside, you don't see how crazy it is necessarily. Like it looks pretty, you know, coherent. I guess you'd say right. Um, yeah, but inside it's just insane. Yeah. One of the main rooms that Sarah focused on was her seance room where she would talk to these spirits. Yikes. And I don't understand why this makes sense, but apparently the room had one entrance and three exits. But I don't know how an exit could be an an entrance. entrance. That's so true. Yeah. But again, I think it was to confuse the spirits, you know, oh, I'm going to take exit number two. Like, you know, she wanted, but (laughs) I don't understand why entering the one way. I don't know, kind of crazy. And it it's sad because I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, she she went through just so much losing her husband and then daughter so close together and then she's left alone. Like, this is some pretty bad untreated mental illness here. Oh, for sure. Well, so it's crazy because since the house's construction, the property in the mansion basically got just constantly built upon, re- deconstructed, reconstructed whatever around the clock until sarah died in 1922 and at that time the work totally like stopped immediately how creepy and eerie is that though it's just like done stop yeah like oh my god well and it's crazy too because the people you know who are the proprietors of the mystery house basically claim that this work just did not stop for the full 38 years which is crazy, but yeah. it also makes sense given that all of this stuff happened and all of these different stairways to nowhere and such got put in. So in February of 1923, though, just five months after her death, the house was open to the public. 
Um, which is so quick. Which is crazy. We got Mae Brown here serving as the first tour guide. I think Mae was eyeing up this opportunity and waiting for Sarah to just die and pick it right Big up. Big time. If she was able to pick it up that quickly. Yeah. Well, what's also nuts, too, is like the size of the thing itself is freaking crazy. Like the, the house is a staggering, you know, sprawling thing. But then there are more than 2,000 doors. And like we said, they don't all lead where you'd expect. One opens to a 15-foot drop into an outdoor garden. And then another one is an 8-foot drop into a kitchen sink. Creepy. Right? And some of the staircases, just to elaborate on that, are really peculiar. Instead of taking you to another floor, sometimes they lead right into the ceiling and there's a vast network of secret passages twisting throughout the property. One of the cabinets in the house actually opens to a hive of 30 additional rooms. Oh, my God. Which is nuts. Like, to think that if you didn't know about this cabinet, you probably never would have found these 30 additional rooms. Like, that's a ton of rooms. Well, and that's the crazy thing. So one of these uh, documentaries I was watching, somebody was saying they don't know. There could be stuff inside the house, inside the walls that they just haven't found yet because when it's that big and she's this creepy and hiding stuff and you know making everything secret who knows what's in these walls or what's behind you know door number five or whatever like oh yeah well and they make the point that a lot of this beautiful stained glass and art is hidden so far that there's no light that can get to it you know you probably wouldn't be able to find it if you didn't know where the hell it was yeah it's crazy so today though the the Winchester Mystery House is owned by Winchester Investments, LLC. It's a privately held company. It represents the descendants of John and Mamie Brown. So the original the original ones that latched on and, you know, scooped it up are still kind of involved today. So I don't know. She saw something back then and knew it was going to be a hit. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's crazy. I'm just looking at the price here. <laughs> she saw something. It's crazy. It's going to be a hit. and it's kind of interesting we sort of glossed over sarah's background she was born in 1840 and she grew up in a world of privilege i mean she didn't just reach privilege when she married her rich husband she actually spoke four languages she attended the best schools around and you know obviously she married well because she was set up to do all of these things i feel like don't you feel like this medium just wanted to screw around with Sarah and like maybe had somebody die as a result of a Winchester rifle and was like, you know what? I'm vindictive. I'm going to get this lady in here. I'm going to pretend that her departed husband is here with us. And I'm going to be like, all right, Sarah. Now, in order to keep the spirits at bay, you're going to have to move far away from here. Right. You're going to have to buy a mansion and you're going to spend every last day of your life building staircases to nowhere and you know windows to nowhere and the second that you stop the ghosts are going to eat you and you'll die well i could just see i could just see her being pissed like yeah this really wealthy woman is coming to me for her entertainment you know oh she's got money coming out of every i could i could see a psychic though just being annoyed that this wealthy woman you know comes to her and she's like oh screw you like yeah, you're going to you're going to die if you don't waste all your money by building That's so this crazy true. house. It feels very vindictive. Yeah. And also it scares me. So, 
we should discuss the time that we went to a medium. Oh, God, this woman. Because, good Lord. So we decided it would be a fun idea to go to a medium a couple years back. And we, you had had a great experience with a medium years prior. Right. And she was great and very positive and respectful. And there was nothing creepy about it. So we thought, hey, we'll probably have another good experience with this lady. Ho, ho, ho. So we looked her up. We looked at reviews. She seemed great reviews. Great reviews. And she also apparently had been used in like forensic cases to try to like suss out where bodies were buried and stuff like that. Right. So like she seemed legit. Yeah. Or as legit as a psychic could be. As legit as a psychic could be. And, you know, at whatever time was her heyday. We go in there. This was not her heyday. This was not her heyday or ours for no. that matter because we lost a hundred bucks. <sighs> but yeah. we go in there and the lady is looks like a Looney Tune. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's got like crazy hair. She spends time with each of us individually. She won't let us come in together. And the other person has to sit outside for like an hour. Yeah. And so her whole house was nuts and was covered in like her own news articles about like how she had assisted in these different like crime discovery sessions and you know it was weird and so we go back there and she starts spouting stuff about you know us and our lives and people and everything like that and you know to both of us she claims that certain people (laughs) well to me I should say that a certain family member she told me was going to die oh, within with, the year. Same with mine. Mine was like six months. Oh, yeah. And he lived. He's, he's still, still alive. Still kicking, <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah. But yeah, she told me this person was going to die within the year. And at the, and then in the same breath, she turns around and goes, oh, he'll live well into his 90s. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Yeah. This this woman was Sarah Winchester-esque, I'd oh, say. Oh, yeah. She was going back on her own stuff. She spent most of the time talking about her own family. Yeah. She, you know, it seemed like she needed counseling of herself. Oh, yes. And then she also... I don't even know. She she had us pull up pictures of people that we wanted to talk about specifically. And I brought in pictures and I was scrolling through pictures of my family. And I bumped into a picture of the dog, right? The, the dog who has since departed, but at the time was alive. So, you know, we hit the dog and she's like, he loves you. So <laughs> I'm like, gee, I paid a hundred bucks wow. to find out from a psychic that my d- own dog loves me. <laughs> That's a far-reaching concept. What else did she say to you? It was pretty fucked no, up. No, mine was about, about my dog, too. My deceased dog. I don't think there was anything. Cause she Coherent. Gave us, she gave us these little, like, scribble pads that she wrote down, like, words on. I don't know. And none of it, none of it came true. Right. None of it. Thank God. I mean, yeah. Thank God. A lot of it was bad news. It was. And I hate to say it, too, but I also aren't psychics and if anybody's a psychic feel free to write us because we'd love to know aren't psychics supposed to say relatively positive and to not like say anything so incendiary that it'll freak the person out like that just seems counterproductive yeah well the other one that i went to i think she mentioned that like they'll pick up on things or know things but a lot of the times with the kind of bad things they'll hold off on telling the person unless they feel like you know it's something that fix it yeah or that it's something like grave danger or whatever that you got to say something but yeah it's it's usually not so focused on death and dying 
yeah. like this one was. I mean, maybe more so, you know, communicating or connecting with somebody who's already on the other side, but not saying like, oh, they're going to die in a year. Like, no. Oh, yeah. And I forget when we went. I wish I could remember, but I can't for the life of me because, yeah, it must have been pre-COVID because we didn't have masks or anything. COVID she didn't see yeah. that coming, meanwhile. <laughs> yeah. So, like, good luck. Oh, she was she was a hoot and a holler. Yeah, that was interesting. And then she gave the impression, too, that she had, like, dogs, like, in her basement or her brother in her basement Yeah, or the brother in the basement was weird. She was yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's just down there. I think he popped out at the end, didn't he? No, I don't think we saw him at all. Maybe, we, maybe I heard something and said, ugh, it was not great. Yeah, but I don't think it was true. I don't think he was actually in the basement. Oh, it was haunting. The I whole don't know. Thing was it was haunting. very weird. She was a real Sarah Winchester, yes. honestly. But yes. I would love to go to a psychic that actually, like. Yeah, if anybody or, has a recommendation in the Philly area. Yeah, we would go. Let us know. Because this was a letdown. Go. Yeah, this was a bummer. And especially because you told us our whole families were going to die. <laughs> yeah, pretty like, thanks much. Thanks a lot. Thanks. And then meanwhile, a huge disaster hit the world in the form of COVID and no one died. And they even survived that. Yeah. They survived that. So, yeah. you know, hmm, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I do wonder though, like if this medium was, I didn't even know they had mediums in the 1800s. Like what kind of use would they have for them? Oh, I could see them being even more useful back then because like your you medicine really yeah your medicine and stuff you know nobody had the scientific knowledge that they have today and so this woman says something and you kind of think it happened like i could totally see that yeah you know That's and especially point. it makes sense too she's going to her after losing her husband and daughter you know i feel like that's even relevant today like people do that all the time oh, after totally. losing loved ones so yeah, I think she was just kind of taken advantage of. And I wonder if this psychic knows what kind of spiral she sent Sarah Winchester oh, into. Oh, I know. Can you imagine? Like, I would love to hear what happened to the family of the psychic and kind of who the offspring is of that. Yeah, maybe and she's uh, the Browns who <laughs> bought the bought the, the mansion after. Right, exactly. Oh, my God. Because that's a guilt trip in and of itself. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you feel so bad that you force this lady i mean granted you know she's crying with two loaves of bread under her arms but by the same token it's like she just lost two huge people in her life and you're gonna make the rest of her life a torturous existence that's tough yeah yeah it's not the best you know what's crazy the home was only purchased for one hundred thirty-five thousand. after the appraisers kind of came to the house after sarah died and deemed the house totally worthless because it's got this crazy design and especially after the damage from the hurricanes and the earthquakes and all this crazy construction they auctioned it off and the current owners of the house claim it took six weeks to totally empty the house of all the furniture um it's not corroborated but it seems legit <laughs> not corroborated <laughs> so after the house gets emptied this local investor purchased the house for $135,000. Guys, can you imagine after years, 40 years practically of endless construction, the whole fucking thing goes for $135,000. That is just whew, yeah. deeply sad. Well, apparently it cost $5.5 million all of the construction that she did over the years. Then at the end, it was terrible construction, obviously. So going for 135000 Oh, my gosh. And it wasn't until 2016 that, to your point about, you know, not really knowing if they've even seen the full house because who knows, everything's built in this crazy way. 
In 2016, a secret attic got discovered. Inside this attic, there was a pump organ, a Victorian-era couch, oh, wow. a dress form, a sewing machine, and various paintings. Crazy. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's really cool, though, but also super creepy. Like So creepy. And to uh, think, ugh. like, 2016, that was only a couple years yeah. ago. Ugh, the, our heyday, in fact. It was. And, yeah. And, my God, this house has existed for all this time, and you just are finding this now? That's nuts. And what could still be, like, lying in wait, you know? Who knows? I mean, although I feel like you have to, you know, they've made maps and everything of the house. So it is kind of surprising that they've missed some of these areas. You would think that they somebody would take a look at it and be like, oh, there's a space over here that should be, like, on the map. Like, let's go and see what's up there. So what's weird is, like, since Sarah died... Not that much has been uncovered about her and the reasoning behind her obsession with building the Winchester Mystery House. Like, we have the base level of what happened with the psychic and everything like that, but she didn't give any interviews. She never left anything behind that would have tracked what she was going through, like a journal or anything like that. And she had no family that was willing to speak about her, which is really sad. It is. And... You know, visitors are constantly coming and going from this house, and they always report that they feel like there's spirits in that house and feel like stuff is going on. Now, this is grain of salt status, but it sounds like there have been paranormal investigations, which, like, how do you do that? Like, oh, of course. Like, like, I went in there and I felt something spooky. Ghost hunters. Exactly. But these investigations haven't turned up anything. But... You know, there's probably thought to be some spirits creeping around the abode and maybe even Sarah herself. Yeah, there's one ghost that what a here's a very sad afterlife existence. He is uh, the fireplace repairman and he's constantly seen kind of lingering with a wheelbarrow throughout the house what? going to repair the fireplaces. That is How a bummer. Sad. Yeah, always at work, even after you die. Yeah. And then here's another creepy, creepy thing. Tour guides apparently try to avoid the third floor corridors at night. I would avoid the house at night. Me too, in that's general. That's just me. Um, because they hear footsteps and voices. Could you imagine how creepy? Ugh. Well, today, and this is not an advertisement for the house. This is not an advertisement for the house. But all you have to do is go to visitsanjose.com. Pretty much. <laughs> but the one of the creepy ones is you can do a self-guided tour. Ooh, Yikes. Which is just like, oh, you get lost and you can't find your way out. <laughs> like, I can totally see that happening. You go in the house, you get eaten by ghosts, oh and my, you're never found Or you again. go in with someone, they take the wrong door, and then you turn around, it's like, where are you? Or they fell 15 feet True. outside. True. Oh, my God. Or into the sink. <laughs> it gives new meaning to the term the kitchen sink uh, right yeah looks like there's also axe throwing at the stables which is a little Ew, scary what no thanks yeah i know I, I don't think i'd do that what if the ghost boomerangs that axe right yeah, back into what you for a little wheelbarrow guy isn't too happy that you're out there on a different note about the whole story <laughs> the sf gate published a story about sarah winchester which is kind of funny saying that the insanity of Sarah Winchester is, in short, a lie. Apparently, Uh-oh. let's see, I don't think I believe this, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she sounds pretty pretty nutty. So apparently she moved to the West Coast because that's where her family was. So after 
her husband and daughter died. Okay, I can see that. Move back to family. So she became obviously one of the wealthiest women in the world at that point. And when she got out there and wanted to start building, she wanted to do it herself. Mm, she a real DIYer. Yes, but she had no professional training and it didn't always go smoothly. So she apparently the reason for all of these, you know, doors leading to nowhere and stairs going to the ceiling uh, was because she was doing it herself, designing it herself. And a lot of times it didn't go well. And with that, she just continued to build, regardless of, oh, that's okay. We'll just leave that there for now, and we'll move on to the next (laughs) thing. (laughs) Well, I guess when you have hundreds of millions of dollars, it's kind of like, who cares? Like, if she was a DIYer, I mean, this theory would be completely bonkers and stupid if it was somebody any less insanely rich than Sarah. But because she inherited that huge fortune, it kind of makes sense that she was like, or that she could have said, hey, you know, we'll just fix that later. No problem. Just put a staircase there. Right. I'm, I'm a modern woman and I do things myself. But <clears throat> the doors that open to the third floor outside and to the kitchen sink. Not great. Never fixed those. I don't know about that. <laughs> Not a lot of visitors, I take it, in the Winchester house. It doesn't sound like it. There's no mention of her sister or brother that she moved out there to be so close by. Yeah, that's where they that's where they lose me a little bit. Because I'm like, A, if you moved out there, wouldn't you have had these people staying in your house? And, you know, if you moved there to be with family. Like, isn't the whole point to be with family? Yeah, and it's saying that, you know, they sometimes lived with her. But again, I don't... There's I don't no, know. like, real record of it. The history could have been erased. I get that, but... But, yeah, I mean... And also, the fact that none of her family members have come forward to talk about her. So it doesn't sound like she has a great relationship with them. <laughs> I mean, it was the 1800s, so That's we don't true. know. That's <laughs> true. None of her dead family members <laughs> have come from the grave and <laughs> offered an interview with the Times. Well, <clears throat> and apparently in one letter to family, she said that construction was suspended for the summer. As it was too hot to work. But she didn't die, so. Mm, Cool for the summer. Yeah. Writing to my mother. (laughs) Never talk to my brother. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll leave it up to you. Was she a bad designer or afraid of ghosts? (laughs) Don't go to a psychic unless you're prepared to move out to California and build Build, a house for the rest of your life. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Betsy Boss Podcast. If you'd like to find us online, we're on Facebook at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Instagram at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Twitter at Betsy Boss Pod, and our email is Betsy Boss Podcast at gmail.com. Also, Betsy Boss is now on both iTunes and Spotify. If you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and comment. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.